technically, well, no, I'm just trying. So I'm trying to think. So technically, this is not the last show of the year. Yeah. It's technically the first show of the new year, 2022. And it's still 2021 when we're recording this, but you're seeing it for the first time and hearing it for the first time in, in the new year. That's, that's what that is. So 2022. So how, how's... <laughs> that was Christmas for you. It was good. It yeah. was good. We had some family over from California, so yeah. we had we had lots of driving. Oh, oh my god, I drove so much. It was I'm exhausted. I don't want to drive to De- Decatur one more time this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till next year. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and the thing of this is the thing. So if you live anywhere else in the country, you don't really understand that California maybe because California is a big state. Yeah. But Texas, you can literally start on one end of the state and drive all day and all night and it's you're still, still in, in Texas. Texas. <laughs> so getting from, you know, Wichita Falls to Decatur is about an hour, um, hour and 15, 15 minutes, minutes maybe. Yeah, roughly. And if you do it enough, it starts to feel like seven hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just does. It's, and it takes there's forever to get back. Oh, places it doesn't take very long to get there. It just takes forever, forever to get back because you want to go yeah. home, you want to get in your bed, and you're like... You're, you're anxious, yeah. 30 minutes? Still 30 minutes? <laughs> and there's places in West Texas where you can go where literally you drive for hours and hours and you don't see anything. Nothing. There's All no God's houses. It, mm-hmm. It's wide... You, you, it's God's country, and some people think he can keep it. It's just wide open. <laughs> There's nothing there. Except for a bunch of cows, maybe. Maybe, you know, the, you'll, you'll run over the occasional coyote or something, you know, but, the, but there's really nothing else out there. And you drive forever, and, and then, like, you're, going, you're making that trip to Lubbock, and all of a sudden you come over a hill, and there's wind farms everywhere, you know. You see that. But or Electra, where there's all the, yeah. the, what are those things called? The, the oil rigs? Oh, the pump jacks. Yeah, but there's some yeah. name that my kids call it all the time, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, yeah. Now the ones that um, there's a uh, there's a lot of them out there that belong to the Wagner estate. Oh, they're the blue ones with the three backward D's on it. I'll remember that. That's now. that's the W T Wagner estate. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and and believe me, uh, that oil has kept that place going for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you see it. Uh, you see it there all the time. As oh yeah. As you get, well, I don't drive to Electra very often, but yeah, that they had over 120 producing wells on that ranch at one time. Mm. Yeah, it's do the math on that. Whole farm worth of you know, oil rigs. Yeah. Well, well, the W T Wagner ranch. It's one of the largest ranches in America. Wow. It's it's cover I think it covers six counties in total. It touches six counties in total. Wow. In Texas. So not that that's, that's really hard to do. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But but just it gives you some perspective on how big Texas for those of you that don't live in Texas yeah. and don't travel in Texas much, it gives you some perspective on how big this state really is. And uh being yeah. a big state, we got a lot of real estate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of commercial real estate, a lot of farm and ranch real estate, a lot of residential real estate. And went horseback riding on uh, Monday, and, and yeah, his yeah. his his land that he goes on is almost a thousand acres. Really? Yeah. So we were just riding around on horses for about an hour. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You, <laughs> you got do, to see lots of God's country. <laughs> you do that? You do that much on the horseback riding? Or um, occasionally. Oh, okay. We did it. Lo- no, you weren't. You weren't with us yet. I don't think, or maybe you didn't come. I did. I, I was. I was with you, but I didn't make that particular engagement. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't make that one. Yeah. No. You start using muscles that you had no idea you oh, even had. Oh yeah. 
you you get you get off that you get out get out of that saddle and you go, why does that hurt? <laughs> why can't I walk straight? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you do it enough, you get. You, and I, I used to do it a lot, lot more when I was very young, mm. but not so much now. But Mm-mm. you know, yeah. The glutamus maximus really hurt uh, after you, after about thirty minutes of riding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's your butt for those of you out in Electra. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just trying to have a little fun, folks. Yeah, that's yeah. all. It's twenty twenty two. Just trying to have a little fun. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we got a lot of real estate uh, in Texas, and we've had a lot of real estate transactions. I don't know if twenty twenty one broke any records or not, or set any records, but I'll bet we came really close on some. I think we did. I honestly yeah. think that this year we've probably done more transactions than we have in at least the last three years. Yeah, volume-wise and dollar-wise. Mm-hmm. I think we've, we've seen some huge um, some huge numbers come in yep. from around the state. Uh, we, there, you've seen properties that were, you know, especially when you get into the Dallas-Fort Worth area and especially in the Austin area, San Antonio oh, yeah. area. Austin was just nuts. <sighs> You saw properties that were selling for 50%, 100% above asking price. I mean, people were walking in giving ridiculous money because they wanted it. And and the market got so tight, competition was pretty heavy. Yeah. And, and yeah. there were a I lot of... I had some trouble getting houses in Austin. Yeah. Uh, I had one client that we had to go 50% above asking price in order to yeah. even get it. And yeah. I was just like, why aren't we list? Why, yeah. why aren't real estate agents listing the properties for what they're worth? And it was just a strategy, you know, yeah. they, they would list it for, you know, 20, 30% more than it sold the last time or, or, you know, right. based on the, the comps or whatever, they would right. try and, and do it, but right. they weren't doing it based off of actual, like, current comps they were doing six months out and right. six months can change a whole heck of a lot yeah as we saw last year yeah. uh, you know and well the last couple of years i mean it, obviously you, you've seen those numbers change dramatically yeah. in in one quarter two quarters three quarters you just you saw these things just trending upward yeah um, we knew that floral heights where you could sell a house for a hundred thousand dollars over there <laughs> yeah yeah which which i did yeah i did I had I had one transaction over there. Actually, it was it was a house and and a and a lot and you know I think I think we did like 110, you know. So I, I'm and it was and this is an area of Wichita Falls that that's older. Five years ago, you couldn't have done that. No, you know now a lot of these homes they're older homes. They were built in the 20s, 30s, but they've been remodeled inside and and it's in a hist- in a historic Our district like that. You have to be careful. There's certain things you cannot do to the exterior of the home. You have to maintain some of that historical look. If it's in the historical district, there is a historic. There's an HOA that would probably dictate a lot of those rules and yeah. regulations. Yeah. I don't know that Wichita Falls is very strict on a lot of those rules, yeah. but it well, like just really depends on who enforce who's enforcing it. Yeah, their HOA is voluntary. Yeah, so you don't have HOA. to be a member of it. But you can be, and it's it's yeah, it's cheap. It's like I think fifty bucks a year or a hundred bucks a year. It's not the much. Least, yeah, yeah, I don't think that it's very much. And yeah. I, we don't in Wichita Falls actually. We don't have a lot of HOAs. I mean, that's no. one of the, the things that um, makes it a very easy for real estate agents is that we don't have to deal with any of that stuff. I think there's only like two or three neighborhoods in Wichita Falls that are actually mandatory HOAs. Right. Spanish right. Trace. Um, Faith, uh, Vantage Point, mm-hmm. the Santa Fe building, the 
the big, huge 10-story building. Mm, that's got a mandatory HOA. Condominium. Yeah, the condominiums. Yep. And there might be one other condo neighborhood in Wichita Falls, and I can't think of what it's called. I can't Picasso? either. Picasso? Is it Picasso? That, sound, that sounds right. Um, Santa Fe, that's an interesting area over mm-hmm. there. Uh, I was looking at some photos recently of, of how that area of Wichita Falls has changed in the last, you know, um, 75 to 100 years. I looked at some photographs from some mm-hmm. homes that were built over there back you know, way way back when, and I mean, it just really incredible how that property has redeveloped in the last century hmm. over there. Huge, uh, massive, you know, what today we would probably call mansions that were built over there. Massive homes that, for their time, were were beautiful and very mm-hmm. ornate and and spectacular homes mm-hmm. that are gone now. And it had been replaced by apartments, condos, right. other homes, more modern homes. Yeah, uh, one on Santa Fe. I think it's 21? 2001 Santa Fe. Mm. It's like the, the awesomest ugly home I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, are, there are some awesome properties over there. And that area is very <laughs> historic and, and has a, uh, there is a lot of, of interesting history behind some of those homes, especially as you get over like into Winona and that, mm-hmm. that area. There's some very interesting history behind some of those homes when you really start to research it. And uh, speaking it's of that speaking of Wagner actually, we went to go see the the mansion the Wagner mansion over in Decatur. Oh did you? Yeah. Yeah. It was spooky. Yeah. It was very spooky. Yeah, you know this the the strange this is not even in Texas. The strangest mansion I've ever seen in my life mm. was the Winchester mansion. Hmm. It's in San Jose, California. Oh, really? Yes, and it, it's, it was built by um, the widow of, of the, the founder of the Winchester Firearms Manufacturing Company. Hmm. And she, the, the story was that she, she left uh, uh, New England and went to California on the advice of a medium hmm. who told her she needed, to f- she needed to flee the legacy or something. I, it's a long, lengthy story. Long story short, she, the, the legend has it, the construction on this home, bless you, was unceasing. Sorry. Okay? Yeah, no, it snuck up on me. <laughs> well, she held that back. I was afraid something was going to pop out of her ear. Um, the, 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 the story was is that the construction went on unceasing for like 35 years on wow. this house. At one time, it was seven stories, and it was built on what they called a floating foundation. That doesn't sound healthy. Well, they say actually <laughs> that foundation is what saved that home from complete destruction in the 1906 earthquake. Wow. Because the house moved so freely mm. that it didn't just shake it to the ground. It mm. damaged it, but it didn't collapse it. Whereas wow. most other structures that were built on rigid foundations simply collapsed and killed a lot of people in 1906. Wow. This house did not. And it, and now it's only four stories. It's been four stories for many, many years. But mm. it, it was seven stories at its largest. I mean, you know, it ha- it's, it's a weird house. There are windows inside that overlook, like, over over balconies. There are, there are, are staircases that go nowhere. Oh. They just stop. So it's kind of like Hogwarts. It, well, <laughs> she, she acted as her own architect. Oh, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's never a good thing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason you hire professionals when yep. you're designing a home, selling a home, buying a home. There's a reason you hire professionals. Mm-hmm. And this place no, is... You can get a staircase that it, goes in the right yeah. direction. But it's, it's, like, it's like a it's a California historical landmark. It's a national landmark now. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'll have to tell my sister about that because she's in California. Yeah, it's, but, uh, yeah, we went to yeah. the, the Wagner's... Um, a ranch that was theirs until like the 1940s, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh, it's been in the same ownership since the 1940s, yeah. but nobody lives there anymore. It's it's, yeah. it's pretty much abandoned. But yeah. it was spooky. We went there at night, so it was really dark <laughs> out there, and it was kind of spooky. It had, had all kinds. Of, well, I mean, it, and they say on the website that everything looks really good on the inside. Like, it, I, I wish they actually did something with it, like maybe a museum or something. But yeah. it's a really. Maybe someday they will. Yeah. Maybe someday. You know, even even that's very costly nowadays to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I think it's called El Castillo. Uh, yeah. Well, talking about real estate and the moves that have happened in the last year, and 2021 was no doubt a crazy year. Yeah. Uh, in more ways than one, it was a crazy year. Starting in January from the... <laughs> yeah. How, how, do you, how do you think 2022 is going to shape up? I mean, just, I mean, we're, we're early. We're, right, we're at the beginning here. Yeah. Do you it, see anything trends going forward? Well, I mean, REOs obviously are going to kick in again. And so that's going yeah. to shape a lot of our market and yeah. how the prices are determined and stuff like that. Right. So, right. um it's going to be a matter of, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. Once we get past January, I think January is going to be a little bit of a slow month. But usually around February, March timeframe, things start to really kick in. If it's going to yeah. get can- kick in, and that's when it's going to kick in. Yeah. Um, you're going you're gonna to probably see a lot of houses on the market. You're yeah. going to see a lot of REOs coming up. So that may have an impact on our sales price. And, right. you know, once inventory starts to normalize a little bit, uh, yeah. demand is going to slow down some. Yeah. Now, do you think, do we have so many REOs coming on the on the market here in North Texas and in our area, Wichita County and the surrounding counties, that it's going to have some sort of significant impact on the prices, you think? I mean, I'm, I'm talking. I've got saying, five. I, I would say. In this last month, I've gotten five. Okay. And, and do, you, do you think it's a, is it a negative impact or a positive impact on the market? I think it's going to have a positive impact because there's going to be homes available right. that a lot of our buyers can can afford right. because a lot of these REO companies are, you know, especially Fannie Mae, they are doing rehabs. Right. So they are going to be able to sell it to owner occupants and there's a lot of credits that they're going to be able to get with especially with Fannie Mae right now. They are actually giving you um up to Three percent closing cost, which is not very common right. for REO for right. REO properties. <clears throat> they have other incentives as well. So if if sure. you're an owner occupant and you want to purchase a Fannie Mae home, mm-hmm. and it's been rehabbed so that it can go FHA or VA or you know even conventional is fine too. But um, the majority of the homes are going to be available for FHA, and so mm-hmm. and they're going to also be able to give you. Um, if you're low income families, if okay. you're if you fall below the 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 median uh, price or whatever, you're actually going to be able to get more incentives. You're going to be able to get another three percent right. in closing cost assistance. Yeah. So uh, these REOs, do they all the REOs when they're 
let's just say it, you know, Fannie Mae, whatever, when they're reselling these homes, mm-hmm. uh, are they still eligible for uh, FHA, FHA, VA, USDA? Some of them will be because, I mean, some of these homes aren't in bad shape. Right. Some of them will be in bad shape. So it'll be up to uh, the REO company on how much they're going to actually do to the property in order to get it to FHA or VA standards. Right. But I know Fannie Mae is working a lot. T- I, I personally know Fred Fannie Mae is working towards making those homes FHA and VA qualified. Okay. Now, Good. other REO companies, probably not not as much right. as Fannie Mae. Right. But um, they're always, I mean, I've seen some REO homes out there that, I mean, barely need anything. Yeah. I remember last year, I'm um, not last year, before COVID, <laughs> my years are already squishing together. Um, you know, before COVID... There was a lot of homes that we sold that easily qualified for FHA and VA. Right, so I can imagine right. that it's going to continue to that in that vein. Well, that's, you know, this is, a, this is all a good thing. Um, and, and obviously there are parts of the country where there's a lot more REOs coming on the market than there are here. Um, I would imagine, you know, obviously, when you, you know, bigger cities, bigger, larger yeah, areas. Yeah, more metropolitan areas. More metropolitan areas. More volume. More volume. Uh, and, and they've, you know, and we talked about how those areas had already seen huge run-ups in prices. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bidding those properties up because the competition was so hot and heavy for those properties. Um, do you think maybe those REOs coming onto the market in those major metro areas that kind of tap and tap, taps, taps the brakes, taps the brakes on that a little bit, a little bit. It might, it might. I mean, it yeah. just really depends on, on the volume and the quality of the homes. If it's, if yeah. they're, if the quality of homes that are coming on the market are yeah. going to be FHA or VA qualified, yeah. then that will, that will have an, an impact on the market price. Yeah. But if they're homes that are coming on the market, because whenever you do like appraisers, mm-hmm. whenever they do their prep, price analysis they don't take reos into consideration those are not part of the standard market um to determine the value they don't use those to determine the value of the sales price unless there's an abundance of reos in that specific area and that's all the comps that they can pull yeah so that's really not going to determine that's not really going to affect the market values as far as lenders are concerned yeah so if if five or ten percent of the homes in that in that area are REOs and they mm-hmm. might count them, but if it's they might use one of one or two one comps or two of those, yeah. that are REOs in yeah. order to determine their price based on the sales price analysis. But that's not an issue we have in, in the Wichita Falls area, is it? At no, all, really? no, we don't have. Well, I mean, in the past we haven't had that kind of volume. It's pretty standard to have about between five to ten percent mm-hmm. of the 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 actual listings. If if that goes up this year, then that may affect some of our value. But like I said, it would only really be if those homes that they're that we're getting on the market are mm-hmm. going to be FHA or VA qualified. Right. If they're right. just like, you know, uh, I don't know, we had one on Jones that was just just like almost a tear down. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're homes that are pretty much the only people that are going to be able to get them are going to be investors. Those homes aren't going to really affect our market value. Yeah, yeah. they're pretty pretty much a, a non non issue. In it in the because appraisers are not going to use it. Ba- yeah. basically our, our market values are are going to be driven a lot by the appraisals right so if the appraisals start to be like okay so I have this house on the market and it's yeah. hundred and ninety thousand dollars that I'm listing it for and the appraiser goes in and says uh your house is only worth about 160 and so that's all they can sell it for mm-hmm. um, that may start to impact our 
perceived market values. Right, right. Because it's going to be an interesting year. Mm-hmm. I think really, it really is. We're, you know, and we're still we're still seeing a flood, and I mean a flood of people mm-hmm. moving to Texas. Texas is still a huge winner in terms of people relocating around the country, and particularly from the West Coast. We're still seeing a big influx of people, and I, I know, and, and a lot of a lot of real estate agents are having to deal with buyers that are buying these houses sight unseen. Right, you had one of those, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well, was she completely not to- not totally sight unseen, but well, she had yeah. family come and take a look yeah. at it and stuff like that. But yeah. did she feel? Did you feel like she was satisfied with her with her choice? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it was that's great. I mean, that happens. But, but you know, they, they come you know, from I mean, the there's west. Always the inverse of that. Yeah, they well, they come from California where. Properties here that would sell for you know say two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they're six hundred thousand dollars out there. You know more. I mean, they're if not more, if not more, you know, um, or a million dollars. And and they the, their expectations are different. Um, I, what I have what I what I'm seeing and hearing and reading and, and my experience is they they come here and they're shocked that they can buy so much house or and so much property. Mm-hmm. For so little compared to what they would have to pay there, mm-hmm. because here you can still buy a really nice house with a little bit of acreage, five, six, seven acres of land, um, you know, with all the amenities you want, and you can still get it for a fairly reasonable price by comparison. Mm-hmm. Local buyers, you know, look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, that house is five hundred thousand dollars. That's crazy." Someone from the West Coast sees that and they go, my God, that's a million-dollar home where I come from. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, well, because, for instance, I, when I went to California, I went and I saw the exterior of some of these houses over there. Uh-huh. And I was just shocked. I'm like, that's a million-dollar house? I'm like, that's yeah. like a shanty in t- Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like crap. Why would I want to live there? It yeah. looks like a cement blob. It's just, it, it doesn't look like... It had no style, no... no. Right. It doesn't no. It, it doesn't look like something that you would be impressed by, by our standards. Right, right. And then they come to these houses over here, and they look like these ranch style, and, and mm. it looks very expensive on the outside compared to what they're used to, because yeah. in California, a lot of the homes are just made out of concrete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there, you know, there was a trend here for a little while doing that there's yeah. there's a few homes around the wichita falls yeah area there is there is built out of, out of cement basically and um which it was I, I think it was viewed more as a huge energy efficiency kind of thing um it's not i mean energy efficiency is it might, it, yeah it might be but it's definitely not cost effective because yeah once that breaks i know i, I <laughs> looked at a home one time that was it was partially built Part of it was concrete, and, p- and then there was an addition that was not. And you couldn't tell mm-hmm. by looking at the exterior because they had put this, uh, this siding on it, and part, partly bricked and partly sided, so you really couldn't tell unless they told you. Mm-hmm. But it had, this, um, it had some kind of really exotic geothermal heating and cooling thing. Oh, wow. It had the, the, the copper tubes that run through the floor, throughout the floors of the house. Oh. So you had this... Um, you know, basically, obviously, water runs through the pipes. And right, right, right. It, it keeps you know, everything cool. Keeps everything cool or warm, you know, whatever. And it, it, it draw like it draws heat out of the soil or whatever. And <laughs> it's how it brings heat into the house. Mm-hmm. And that system uh, alone to put in that house was like $60,000, $70,000. Yeah. 
And it was only like, what, how big was the house? A thousand uh, square feet? It was <laughs> 16, 15, 1600 square feet. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a pretty average, mm-hmm. you know, three bedroom, two bathroom, very average size for our area. Right. But 1500 square feet is probably pretty close to average, I mm-hmm. guess, here. And, That's another um, thing that people don't really uh, get is that the houses here aren't necessarily as big. Like if you go down to San Antonio, easily you yeah. can find a two thousand square foot house or more. Not everybody so. in Texas is living on the South Fork Ranch. You know, not everybody is a you know a Ewing uh, for crying out loud. I only have fourteen hundred square feet in my house, and that's plenty for me. Yeah, mine's a little bigger, but it it's like you know at some point you you have like I've 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 talked to a couple of people recently that are thinking about selling. And their houses are 3,000 square feet, 3,500 square feet. And they want to replace it with something similar. And they want to replace it with something close. And I'm like, ooh, okay. You're going to pay a pretty penny for that. I, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm not sure you're going to get what you think you're going to get out of yours versus what you're going to have to pay for a new one like that. <laughs> um, you Nowadays, know, so especially with the cost of uh, – oh. Cost of materials right now has gone back up again, y'all. It's wild. It is so frustrating. Well, and I, that's one of the things, too, real I quick. I just want to build a house yeah. for less than $100,000, and I can't do it. Well, and, and that's <laughs> something we should touch on here pretty uh, in the last few minutes of the show is we we probably are going to see, we've already seen some of the building costs normalize a little bit. For example, 7 sixteenths OSB, 4 by 8 sheets, That's or OSB is Orient Strand Board. That's the, the, the plywood that looks like it's made out of little chips of wood. Mm-hmm. That's the most common thing to sheathe the outside and the roof of a house with. That's what most builders go with is that. And the reason I think they had gone to that back in the day was cost. You could mm-hmm. buy a 4 by 8 sheet of 7 sixteenths OSB for somewhere around $8 a sheet, $9 a sheet. Sometimes you even found it for 7 or, or even under 7 It went up to 51 or $52 a sheet. For a little while, it's down now. The last time I looked, retail on it is about twenty-seven dollars a sheet now. So it's about half. It's it's almost half of what it was four or five months ago, six months ago. But it's still five times or well, four times what it was two years ago, two and a half years ago. It's still expensive. Yeah, I don't know that we're going to come back. I don't know if we're ever going to see seven dollars a sheet again. But I think most builders would be happy if we got back down to fifteen or twenty. Yeah, at this point. I would. Because like you said, you, could, you, you wish you could build a house for a hundred grand, But right now, that's I just mean, not the, possible. They're only 200, they're only 1,260 square feet. They're not very big. And right. it's costing me at least $135,000 just to build that. To, to build a house. And it's crazy. Right. It's right. crazy. And they're selling for around one, what, 175, 180? 185 right now. 185? But, and mainly it's just because I can't. I can't build it for less than that. Right. It's it's just not possible. You don't find that. I mean, $20,000 is what we just spent on lumber alone. Yeah. That's not including the labor and everything that's that it's going to cost to put that frame up. That's still not even put together. It's like getting something from Ikea. It's just all in pieces, you know, and they still got to build it. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's it's. I think we're going to see things normalize a little bit more this year. But I, I don't personally expect that we're going to see – 2019 prices again uh, not this I year see it i mean unless our supply chain changes drastically that's, that's the don't. key that's the key right there's the supply chain that it yeah. has been a killer this past year hasn't mm-hmm. it well you i, I you just need to go buy an island somewhere and, you know <laughs> just 
Well, you you were you were talking about earlier this year. You were talking about you not being able to get brick, not being able yeah, to get stone. Yeah, we couldn't get brick. I don't think that we can still get brick. I think that brick is still a no go. <laughs> Good grief! So a lot of builders are actually coming up with some constructive, like they're they're only using brick on three sides of the house or two side or half of the house yeah. is brick, and then the rest mm. of it is is siding yeah. or some sort of other material or something. So. I mean, we're just having to get creative with these these homes, and yeah. the the supply is not going to change. I mean, we uh, the demand. Sorry, the demand is not going to change. change. We're, we we right. need about three. I think is I think I saw on the news about three hundred houses in this next year need to get built in the <sighs> United States in order to, you know, accommodate all of the demand. Wow. So on a local level here, um, one of the big challenges still is if when you pick up the phone and you call a contractor and you need, what I'm talking about, a complete bill. We're talking maybe you need a kitchen remodeled or a bathroom remodeled. You, you're getting ready, to, you know, you're thinking about selling your home. Mm-hmm. And so you want to put some money into those kitchens and bathrooms because that's Updated where you should put your bit. money. Yes, kitchen yep. and bathrooms. Those are the only places that really you need to concentrate on. Don't build the $40,000 swimming pool. Put the money in the kitchen and the or bathroom. Or the outdoor kitchen <laughs> or whatever, you know. I mean, those things are perks and they're yeah. pretty and everything and it's cool, but... Yeah. But People are going to be looking at where they're going to be spending the most of their time, yeah. <laughs> and we do that in the bathrooms in the kitchen. We do. <laughs> so, but so still, right now, it's a challenge just getting people out there to work. Yeah. You know, it, p- these contractors are still weeks and some of them even months out on getting anything done. Mm-hmm. So, you, unless that's, you're lucky like me, and I just know a lot of people. Well, yeah, yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you know, if you, if you know the right people, but f- you know, for the average person, you pick up the phone, you call somebody, and they'll they'll tell you, I'm, I'm six weeks out, I'm two months out. I'm three months out, you know, it's 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 not going to happen instantly, and and I I don't think that's going to change much this year. I think we're still going to see contractors as busy as they've ever been. Probably um, more busy, maybe so. Yeah. Well, especially because they've got so much backlog right now at this right. point, and know, and just... they and they're going through the same thing with hiring that everybody else is. They can't get enough help. And that hampers them as well in mm-hmm. terms of, of getting the job done. So it's be a hurry up and wait situation. Well, listen, we're out of time. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mike Hendron, I'm a licensed real estate agent with Strategic Realty here in Wichita Falls, Texas, 940-232-3876. That's my cell number. Call me directly. Love to hear from you. Uh, you can also call our office, which is... 940-689-7900. Or you can look us up on Facebook as well. You can message us there. You can also go to our website directly at strategicrealty.net. Easy to find. We would love to hear from you. We would love to represent you, whether you're a buyer or a seller. We'd love to help you out. Uh, don't do this by yourself. Get a professional. Get one of us to help you out. It, Believe me, you, it's, it's YouTube well worth YouTube doesn't it. cover all of this, y'all. No, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Thank you for watching this episode of Strategic Moves with Lou. Until next time, take care. We'll see you down the road, everybody. Subscribe, like, and share.